on SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time on a Monday for Swintopia, the best of Swinburne life brought closer to you. Jack's two-timing Tiger is still to come and we check in with Swinburne University before the end of the hour as well. 0433 98 11 16 on the text or you can give him a call on 1300 736 736. I think you've got a very special guest alongside you, Jack. Very do, Jack. We've, uh, we've been, well, we've been graced by... I would call you Richmond royalty, David Asprey. Would you? Would you? Would you say you're a two-time premiership player? I was going through your stats on Wikipedia, and the one thing that sprung out to me was in the 133 games that you've played for the Tigers, you've kicked nine goals, and of course, three on debut. This hasn't started all that well, really. Um, royalty, it's certainly not something that that sits with my name, mate. There's, um, I'm well down the pecking order, and. Um, I'm I'm humbled to be a guest on your show, mate. So thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me, mate. Um, first things first. How's uh, how's hub life treating you? Um, you you're injured at the moment, um, yep. and the and the rest of us obviously are going out of training. What's it What's it looking like for you um, with your injury, and what's training looking like for you at the moment? Yeah, um, obviously had surgery after uh, the match against St Kilda, which I think was round four. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, we're whisked away to the the hub pretty soon after that. And for me, it's it's been um, it's been challenging just not playing, but it's also been um, you know been seen as an opportunity just to get away and spend more time with boys who I, who I really love. Obviously, I'm missing performing on the weekend. Um, this is just a team that you want to be a part of, and uh, I found that pretty difficult. But um, the club's done an incredible job just to, to make sure that we get the best opportunity to, or in my circumstance, to rehab well and um, for the boys to be able to f- perform on the weekend. And um, Yeah, I'll take my hat off to them. It can't be easy and a logistical nightmare for a lot of people. But um, for me, I, uh, I luckily, you know, in this circumstance, I haven't had to leave family or, or children behind. So um, I've been impacted quite little, actually. And uh, the knee injury, um, I think you did, a, was it a dislocated kneecap or was sort of close to? Yeah, it's sort of subluxed, but um, yeah, it was just an arthroscopic surgery, which is pretty straightforward. But um, the issue has been that I've I lost a bit of articular cartilage off the back of my kneecap. So that's that's something that's been irritated and pretty sore. And um, We progressed it pretty quickly and it felt pretty good. But then uh, last week leading into the game... Um, yeah, it, it sort of flared up a little bit. Um, there was no incident, nothing um, nothing untoward there, but it just probably wasn't ready. So with all these short breaks and stuff like that, they've taken a, a pretty cautionary um, approach. And, uh, yeah, it will just be sort of eased back and, and looking forward to building up from here on in. And for the Tigers fans out there, you were close to playing last week. Mm. When can we, we see you ready? Will you be ready for this week or is it... A little bit further down the line for you. Yeah, it, it probably is a little bit further down the line. That's probably um, I've been butting heads with a few people in the medical department. Um, obviously, eager to play, but um, just with the uncertainty in the scheduling and, and particularly short breaks, uh, they think it's in the best interest of the footy club to make sure that we go relatively slow with this. Um, but yeah, it, it feels like it's it's progressing well and. Um, yeah, I'm certainly missing playing, but I know that they're doing the right thing by me and the football club. So you, you haven't, well, you haven't been playing, but you've had the ability to watch uh, what is a, a pretty different 
back line to, to what the Richmond faithful have, have come to know over the last three years. Hmm. One guy I really want to chat about is Noah Bolter, who um, has been tried forward, has been tried in the ruck, but has sort of found his, his way down back. What, what, what do you see as, as Noah's great strengths? We get plenty of texts from the fans that, that, loves, that love the way he runs around, but mm. you, get a, you get the sort of first-hand experience. What, what are Noah's greatest strengths? Yeah, obviously his athleticism is um, it's remarkable. It's probably as good as anyone on the list, actually. Um, but I, I feel like, particularly in the last sort of couple of months, Noah's really... Um, He's really just wanted to learn, and that's that's his biggest attribute right now. He's he's playing along star players like Dylan Grimes and, and Nick Flostone, who are going to set him up in the right spot and and give him every opportunity to perform. Um, sometimes his focus can get a little bit wide. That I guess that that comes hand in hand with having such an amazing athletic um, you know skill set or trait set. And um, yeah, I, I feel like he's he's the last couple of weeks as much as it. Um, he came in and played that amazing game against Melbourne, and um, you know he made opponents at different stages look you know look like uh, second rate. But um, yeah, he he was awesome. But I, I still feel like even though he hasn't had the statistical output in the last few weeks, he's really been developing, really been building, and um, his contest technique and stuff, the work that I do with with Noah. Um, yeah, as I said, he's he's athletically gifted and it just clearly supersedes anything that I could do on the field. But if he gets that right, he's going to be a sensational player and, and I reckon there's enormous upside and I'm really glad that he's getting opportunity. Yeah, so we obviously played on Ben Brown two weeks ago and held him goalless and then spent a fair bit of time on Jeremy Cameron on the weekend and kept him scoreless. So, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, they're still doing his role defensively. Where's the big improvement for him? Because physically he can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um but where can you see the greatest upside in, in Noah Bolter? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I just feel like it, it all comes down to having an, a more narrow mindset and concentration. I think. So is that Emma Murray's work, that you, you, who's obviously the Richmond yeah. high-performance coach in the, in the mental area? Is that is that more time with her? Absolutely, yeah. And um, I work as closely as, as anyone with Emma, and I think that she's an, an enormous attribute for the footy club. And it's with players like this, I feel like we're going to get the most out of them, provided they're invested in the work with, with her. And um, Noah's definitely someone that, you know, he's got every athletic trait that that you'd want in a player particularly in a key back and um i'm looking forward to watching his progression because um yeah he's got everything around him all the resources to make him a really 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 good player now i want to take you back in time a a little bit and and for the people that did watch those three goals in your first game (laughs) in the number 39 well how actually before how did you kick them were there i think there was a dribbler in there a little right foot dribbler yeah there was um you were heavily involved in in the first couple actually um yeah a dribble goal and a a snap goal and i reckon um they were the first and last um but and they are clunking the... <laughs> yeah. and but yeah i yeah i i'm constantly reminded of it but it seems like a distant memory i'm i'm just trying to stop that from happening now well you, you did make the move from the number 39 into number 12 that we we see uh on your back now and arguably the one of the most famous numbers to ever be worn at the Richmond Football Club what was it like the day that you found out that the club wanted you to wear the number 12 and and how did you feel about it yeah, I, I actually haven't sp- spoken publicly about this, but it's pr- probably time that I do. Um, 
I was petrified. Um, Why? Uh, well, Matthew Richardson is just um, oh, he's just an icon of the game, and um, I don't know that the the pressure that sort of came with it. I, I wasn't really sure that I was ready for that. Um, I wasn't really informed until just prior to the press conference I, they were going to give it to me. So they didn't even give me the opportunity to say no, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I'll be honest. In the in the preseason, I requested a different number. I didn't request. Can it. we can we delve into what number it was? Oh, it was eleven. So I would have been right next door. And um, you know, in, when you look back at this, like you, it, it probably makes zero difference. But um, that was the number that I was I was going after. Um, but yeah, I, I was. It was certainly something that was very humbling and. Um, and yeah, I I, I adore Richo. I, I think the way he carries himself is is amazing. I'm, um, he's moved to the north side of the city, so I see a bit of him. And um, yeah, he's someone who's sort of just grown into a mate. And um, you know, I, I've I've certainly I've humbled the number a little bit. You know, like I still plenty that... number twelve running around, mate. <laughs> Yeah, just a lot of old sponsors yeah, on those jumpers. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. A lot of Motorola um, Richmond <laughs> jumpers getting around. But yeah, so yeah, it, it, it was. It's a thrill. I love wearing the number twelve, and um, yeah, it's sort of. I'm going to give it back to Richo to give it back to give it to someone else when I when I retire or, or get get shafted. Oh, off the text line, we've got one from Jeff. And I'm looking forward to hearing your answer on this. Can <laughs> can Jack ask Dave his thoughts on Liam Baker? And his improvement, because he's become a, a a pretty sort of mainstay, obviously played in the Premiership last year, but he's really come out of nowhere, Bakes, to, to play halfback. Tried in plenty of positions, but he's found his niche down back, and, and you must love playing with him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't just love playing with Bakes. I just love being around him. He's, he's just one of the, the great characters that we've got at the footy club. Um, but, yeah, he's... His improvement's been awesome, and and to his credit, it's it's all off his own bat. He's he's someone that's he seeks out um, our boxing coach Clanger and and grappling coach to do some footwork and 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 contest stuff, and um, he sees the game really well. But I feel like the the skill that he has that um, sets him apart is just his hands. Um, he's so clean, um, but he's a he's a brave little bugger as well, and. Um, yeah, he's he's certainly someone that I look forward to playing, you know, more football with, and I think he's a he's a real asset. And he, you have well, you have taken him under your wing, and you're you're very good mates. Mm. You're part of that, what I would call them the Richmond Farm <laughs> Gang. Yeah, Grimesy's got his uh, winery. Yeah, you've got a property um, up sort of Greater Western Way. Is it yeah, Tadiung? is it around yeah. there? Yeah, south of Ararat, a place called Tadiung. How big's the property? Fifty acres. And what are you? What are you growing or keeping on that? <laughs> yeah, you make it seem like I'm a criminal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, my my dad manages just the handful of steers on the on the block. He's got a property at Raglan, which is near near Beaufort. Um, he's got 360 acres there that he, he um, that settled earlier this year, and um, yeah, it's it's really good for our relationship. And um, yeah, when the season was in a hiatus, that's where I essentially lived, and uh, I love being up there and um yeah but so yeah we we have got a little bit of a you know a, a rural crew well, you, i guess you've recruited ben miller into that crew as well is it, uh, is it, i haven't recruited who, anyone who's mate. in the, now who's in the who's in the sheep 
um, the buying of the sheep because there's five, there's fifty. Is that right? Fifty sheep. Uh, At Dylan Grimes is probably the moment they're owned by three. No, it might be 44. 44. I'm pretty sure they did that to replicate the, the playing list. So, ah, okay. Yeah. So each player is replicated by a sheep. Yep. Yeah, oh, it might be 45. I think I think they've, one's named Dimmer, actually. Or I think the Rams named Dimmer. <laughs> the Rams. <Yeah. laughs> so there's 44 ewes and, and yep. the Rams named Dimmer. Yep. Yeah. What sort of, where, what sort of sheep would you be? Oh... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still getting out of the fact that we've got 44 sheep owned by three players. Lambakers, no, Lambakers, four. There's four. It's ben Miller, Garthy, uh, Daryl Garthwaite. Yep. Daryl Braithwaite. Yeah. Who's the, th- who's the fourth? Grimesy. Grimesy. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's interesting. Fans. Yeah. 40, 44 sheep yeah. owned up. Uh, up in Mount Masson. So if you ever go up to the winery, you can go and see the, the full playing list out in one of the pastures there and <laughs> go and have a photo with your favourite dusty sheep. Um, life after football for you, you, you obviously got um, obviously got property and, and you're, you're a very, very smart man. You actually study at Swinburne. Yeah, I do, yeah. And what, uh, what are you doing there? I'm doing an MBA, a, a Masters of Business, business Administration, so... Um, yeah, it's. I've almost missed it in the in this time. I, I haven't. I haven't even been back to to study this calendar year, unfortunately. Um, but I'm looking forward to picking that up again. But yeah, it's it's great. It's something that's. Um, yeah, it stimulates me in a different way. I, I really enjoy getting. And you're doing here. that online whilst you're up here, or not? No, no. So, I I a bit old school as you as you know, mate. But um, yeah. So I I normally go in there. It was. Last year it was every Tuesday, Thursday, five thirty to eight thirty. Um, yeah, and and I just thought it was it was really fulfilling and um, something I look forward to getting back to. Yeah. And what does that look like for you post footy? Is it somewhere like are, are you are you just ticking something off to keep yourself busy whilst playing footy, or is there a pathway that you can see yourself going down um, when footy does come to an end? Well, yeah, this is probably the time that I um, yeah I. I just confess that it's, it's as vague as it gets at an NBA. Like it's it's very broad. I think that's um, it's very fitting for me because I don't really have um, a real pathway as yet as it, what, what I really want to do. I am um, I am a keen learner and um, I don't want to make a career out of studying and, and eventually I want to get on a on a you know have a have a bit of direction. But um, yeah, for for right now while I've while I've got a job, touch wood that. Um, that, that I've still got a job next year, even though I'm contracted. <laughs> a bit of uncertainty, but yeah. So I, I don't, I don't really know exactly how it's going to um, look for me post footy. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a great relationship between Richmond and Swinburne. That's one thing I will say, and I really enjoy my time there. I know that other boys are, um, you know, starting to look into it as well. And um, yeah, I, I think that oh, God knows where I end up, mate. Well, mate, thank you for joining us here on Tiger Time. You are one of the absolute loved players from the fans. You're a two-time premiership player, injured at the moment, but you're coming back in mm. hopefully two weeks. The troops are slowly coming back in. David Ashbury joining us here on Tiger Time.